Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Jackie. And we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees rewatching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. This week, we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone with our special guest, Gwen Carroll. Welcome, Gwen. Hi. <laughs> we're so glad you came back. 20th. <laughs> I'm so happy to be back. Welcome I can't back, believe it's been 20 back, years since this movie. Oh, yeah. Makes a bitch feel old. Y'all. Real old. Y'all. <laughs> well, hey, I'm excited to be here. Yes. yes. And we're stoked to have you here. And yeah. because we're Potterheads, we're extremely happy to do this movie as well. And for, I don't know, I'm not even going to say people who live under a rock because I have plenty of people I love and care about that are not Harry Potter fans, but love this show. So they will be listening. And I want to tell you a little bit about Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Harry Potter is an orphan. His parents are dead, y'all. Who lives with his emotionally abusive aunt and uncle. Unbeknownst to him, he is about to embark on an adventure of self-discovery and heroism, which over the course of eight movies leads to him defeating a dark wizard set on purifying the wizard world and eliminating all muggles. Mm -hmm. But first, he'll need to make friends, defeat a troll, and disintegrate a guy in a turban. Not racist. He's a white man. <laughs> we talked about this. Facts. Too. <laughs> Ron and I were like, Hmm. I mean, he had a cover up hmm. second face somehow. It's not <laughs> not racist. <laughs> yeah. It's not. I mean, no. you could have taken the turban and put a do rag. That's how a, a yeah good cultural appropriation that whole felt. Anywho, the movie yeah. stars Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, Rupert Grant, Maggie Smith, Alan Rickman, Robbie Coltrane, and Richard Harris. Written by that lady and Steve Close. Directed by Christopher Columbus, and you can watch the movie on HBO Max and your DVDs, and I don't know where else. iTunes. Everywhere. <laughs> I was very proud of myself. First off, for my description, because I've been like really working hard on You've been killing it. <laughs> the movie descriptions. Yeah. But also, I did not have to look up any of the people that starred in it because. <laughs> Why not? Because Obby. this is this is our religion. Let's not I, play. And I almost put Alan motherfucking Rickman in there, yes. but I refrained. So I'm just saying it now. <laughs> it, would, it would have been acceptable, also. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But before we start, you know what we've got to do? We've got to get into our readings rewind. I remember. <laughs> so you know the drill. Before we get into the movies, we'll reveal the rating our Y2K versions of ourselves would give. Then at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating. Our scale consists of would buy it, would buy it again. The best would plan repeat. Five day rental. Would watch again. Two day rental. Okay, but nothing to write home about. And same day rental. Mommy. It's straight rubbish. <laughs> I love it. it. <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> to my cousins in London, I apologize. 
<laughs> so Gwen, yeah. what is Y2 Gwen? Y2 Gwen. What is Y2 Gwen? calls me Gwen. That's so funny. What does Y2K Gwen think about Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone? Y2K Gwen, Y2K Gwen was very excited about the release of the Harry Potter films, even though she was in an age where she was trying to play it cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say, you know, she would, would buy it again, Sam. <laughs> For ja- sure. Jackie? I don't know how to rank this, mm-hmm. but I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. And it involves me sitting in the break room at Blockbuster and we had a TV with a VCR. And so we would watch movies on our break. Someone had already been watching Sorcerer's Stone. I did not see it in the theater. Someone had been watching it. And so I just pushed play, which was really rude of me because it's really hard to get back to like where you were at on a VHS. Yeah. So that was kind of a dick move on my part. The first experience I ever had with Harry Potter was the Quidditch scene. And I was just like, what the fuck am I watching? It is gorgeous. Like the CGI at the time was great. Then I watched the whole rest of the story, a little confused, but really enjoyed it. But I don't think I bought it. And I didn't rent it because I was already at the videos. I'll go five day rental because I did really, really enjoy it. But it was just a little, it's my little blockbuster story about how it brought Sorcerer's Stone and Harry Potter fandom into my life. Okay. I love that. So this is a safe space, right? Yes. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. So I don't know, Jackie, if I've... I mean, I, I'm, I don't know, maybe I've talked about this. So I was in college when this came out. Shout out to my friend Candace, huge Harry Potter fan. She had read the books and was like counting down for the movie to come out. So we went with her, a few of my friends and I went, fell asleep. <laughs> it wasn't catching my attention. So Y2K, Danielle, a hundred percent really thought this was like a two-day rental situation. I'm not going to say more about what happened when Chamber of Secrets came out because I was having a hard time becoming a Potterhead. Let's just put it that way. But thank the heavens for Candace for not giving up on a bitch and requiring me to read the books. So the Uh first book that I went to read was the third book. I started with Prisoner of Azkaban. And hold on, you didn't go back and read the entire series to like, I said, I started. Okay, bitch, don't come down my throat. (laughs) I said, I started with the third book. I went back and read the first two, but the third book was definitely really good for me to jump in. And then I went back and, and read the first two books. I think also at the time it just felt, and it's weird because I love fantasy. I love Chronicles of Narnia. I love the nerd shit. It's in my veins. So I don't know what it was that I could not get on board with the movies. But if I it hadn't read the book. annoying as Hermione, wasn't it? No, it was it was just all I was just not with it. I was I didn't know what the hell she was dragging me to. But I read the books and it, I was like a crack fiend who found their drug. <laughs> that's what that's 100% what, that's what will do it. 
So for me, it was a two-day rental Okay. at the time. Fair. Give us the box office deets. Oh, yes. <laughs> I can tell you. I'm looking <laughs> at it right now. All right, go ahead. Bring it to us. So domestically, it, it made a $318,087,620. Jesus. In, uh, worldwide. Ooh. One billion, one billion, nine million. <laughs> so not quite, just, just a little over a million, uh, one billion, sorry. One just. Billion. <laughs> just a little over a billion dollars and their budget was $125 million. So I, safe to say, success. Very, very successful. Very successful. <laughs> I mean, and I think Warner, Warner Brothers knew this like immediately when yeah. they bought because the, the books had already gone insane. I mean, when you went to see this movie, you had to stand in line to get the tickets for it. Just like when the books would come out and the midnight release, you were at Borders like a crazy person or Barnes yeah. & Noble waiting in line for a children's book. That This was something that completely swept the entire world. It's, it transcended children's genre. It was the highest grossing movie of 2001. Wow. <clears throat> And by February 2002, this was the second highest grossing movie worldwide after Titanic, which is our episode two, if you want to go listen. I haven't actually listened to that one yet. So now I'm going to. We've got opinions. (laughs) I I need to listen to it. We'll talk about that another time. So in three months, it was the second highest grossing movie worldwide because it came out November 16th, 2001. And by February 2002, that's crazy yeah this movie was everywhere i don't know how i missed it it's i went to the movies all the time yeah i had a friend who worked at the movies that gave me free tickets so i would go to the movies like three or four times a week and i worked a blockbuster i don't know how i missed harry potter until it was randomly in a vcr in the break room my family oh you did (laughs) we went together yeah oh i love that because i started i know it's really yeah we started reading (laughs) (laughs) was when when the first books first came out i was like read it with my mom we read it together oh the first book yeah jackie i'm surprised you didn't watch this because like your family always went to the movies on thanksgiving and christmas and this came out around thanksgiving time no we went to the movies every saturday yeah thanksgiving was just an addition to our regular saturday family outing to the movies i don't like i said i don't know how the fuck i missed it well, yeah. before we dive in, we could talk a little bit about some of the casting. I mean, because obviously yeah. the casting of this movie was, they did such a good job. Mm-hmm. And especially with the kids, because, you know, kids can go through that. It's like a, it's a crapshoot. You can, you're really playing it dangerously close because you don't know when they get to the teenage years, if they're really going to stay cute. And luckily they all were able to kind of do it. Neville, um, I mean, talk about I know, it. I know what happened to that. <laughs> they had to make him up ugly. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they, so yeah, yeah. They, they definitely tried to keep them looking like real normal sort of yeah. not yeah. glamorous kids, I think. She who must yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> yeah. She made a request that we could just say the author. Yes. Yeah, I love that. She made a request. And if you are wondering why we don't speak her name, just type in her name and you'll probably 
come up with some things that she, she said she was she came up with this idea of the the books and and these this whole universe and everyone like she was god status at for a while there mm-hmm. unfortunately she went white batshit crazy lady on everybody mm-hmm. and became pretty prejudiced and yes. homophobic with mm-hmm. some of her things and she just cannot stop saying things yeah so anyway the author had made the request that only british actors be cast she later extended that to irish and british actors because it was shot in in parts in ireland Mm -hmm. so rosie and o'donnell and robin williams reached out because they wanted to play molly weasley and hagrid respectively right could you have imagined rosie o'donnell yeah yeah even weirder than i mean robin williams is more of a chameleon for sure but yeah back in the day rosie o'donnell if you watched her show she was real hardcore about talking about harry potter and she had adopted her kids around that time yeah yeah so yeah, obviously they did not get the roles because they are American. She wrote, or she didn't write Snape, but she handpicked Alan Rickman to play Snape and gave him the entire character arc before production on the first yeah, movie ever even started. And that way he knew how to play Snape throughout mm-hmm. the movies. And I mean, like, you can't go wrong with Alan Rickman in anything. No. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the kids, like, growing up on set with him, it wasn't until later in the later movies that, you know, they felt more comfortable with him, but they were terrified of him. I'd probably be terrified of him, too, and I'm a grown-up. They said casting Harry Potter was the biggest challenge. They saw 5,000 boys audition, and from the jump, Chris Columbus is like, I saw this kid, Daniel Radcliffe and David Copperfield. He was amazing. He kept, hey, but what about this kid? And people weren't really sold. Um, And it wasn't until the producer and screenwriter went to the theater and in the front row, Daniel and his father were there. And so they kind of persuaded because his parents were also like, we don't want to like get him involved in this huge undertaking that's going to overtake his entire adolescence yeah but they were able to persuade his dad and he was cast as hair as harry potter well christopher columbus was lucky he even got the job because he was not not the first choice not the i don't even think he was the third fourth fifth choice there were so many directors that were up for taking on this movie steven spielberg jonathan deme terry gillum was the author's first choice tim robbins ivan reitman rob reiner do i say i I think i messed up reitman the last time did i say it right you said it right this even m night Shyamalan. that would have been interesting interesting so there was a lot of people up there but the studio essentially ended up picking him and i mean he had some good credits to his name Mm -hmm. he had done the home alone one and two series and so when you're listening to the music when you're watching the first two movies that he directed you do get that kind of home alone warm yeah yeah and then apparently rupert grint sent a video of himself rapping (laughs) while explaining why he wanted to play the part of ron weird flex but it worked (laughs) (laughs) that is so funny gwen can you relate (laughs) yes (laughs) as someone 
who is a mediocre rapper and a- I told her that's really cute. And that's really cute. I would do that. Is that tape like available to see? I hope Ooh, so. We need to look and see. I if not, we'll just like, find it. we should just recreate him. it and just say, oh this my is gosh, what Gwen. it would have been. <laughs> you can recreate Rupert Grint's rap that audition. Is so fucking funny. <laughs> Not you. I'm gonna not <laughs> not me. Not Hermione. You. <laughs> Drink every time we say that quote. And then if you know Richard Harris, only you know he was Albus Dumbledore. He played him for both the first two movies until unfortunately he passed away from Hodgkin's lymphoma. He only agreed to take on the part after his 11 year old granddaughter threatened to never speak to him again. That's a flex. That is a flex. (laughs) (laughs) Patrick Guhin was originally offered the role, but he had turned it down due to his own health reasons. So yeah, so that's who we got. I... I don't know because I after watching the newer movies, I'm like, how old is fucking Albus supposed to be? Because the first Dumbledore, he looked like on Death's Door. The second one, that was a little more sprightly. Yes, yes. Had a little more fire in his belly. He definitely did. Did you put your name in that goblet of fire? (laughs) A little more of like a aggressive Santa Claus. Yes, (laughs) for sure. Uh-huh. Sure this guy was like chill and didn't like being asked questions anyway yeah. we'll get to that okay. <laughs> <laughs> the movie opens up first off immediately Hedwig's theme composer John Williams like goosebumps every time and we see Privet Drive and it is Dumbledore is there he has his deluminator which looks like a Zippo lighter and he mm-hmm. sucks out the light of all the light lamp posts on the street why (laughs) right like incognito but the way that he it's not incognito to like literally pull each light one by one if you just happen to look outside you'd be like what the fuck's happening outside (laughs) is everything burning out very slowly one at a time but i wonder if that i'm sure that happened in the book and i don't remember it because i haven't read the first book a long time but i was like Uh, oh (laughs) and then there is a cat and he's talking to the cat and it trans transforms into yeah. Professor McGonagall, Maggie Smith. I love Maggie She's Smith. a boss bitch all day, yes. every day. I, I love her, her when I grow up. All I thought about when she came on screen is like, when this woman leaves this earth, I I think I'm yeah. going to take a few sick days personally. Yeah. Yes. I think, I think many of us feel that way for sure. Yeah. And then they're kind of hanging out. And they're kind of having this side conversation about we have to bring him to this place, blah, blah, blah. But you really don't know what they're talking about. And then she also is like, are you sure Hagrid was the man for the job? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love how much faith Dumbledore in the movies and the books has in Hagrid and just ride or die for him 100%. Even though yeah. Hagrid fucking ruins everything in the end. <laughs> He makes, a few, that. he makes a few errors. He makes a few errors. But he's so forgivable. He, he is. is. So Hagrid shows up in his little motorbike with the sidecar and pulls this baby out of it. So like, like is, I brought him. Is he riding this magical 
motorcycle with a baby Bjorn tied to him. No, I think Harry's just chilling in the sidecar. No, he like no, he has out a, of his jacket around in front oh, of him. It, I guess or maybe he, he picks him up. I don't remember. Bjorn. No, he's it, it, like he like opens up his <laughs> jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I was watching that scene. Is he gonna? Where the hell's the baby? He's gonna dig it out of the sidecar. Like, where's the baby at? And he opens up, and it's just like, okay. Hey. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. <laughs> we talk I about baby Bjorns way more than I thought we would on this yes. podcast. Very weird. <laughs> That's so funny. This is a recurring thing. <laughs> yes, Hagrid with the baby Bjorn with Harry. Yeah. He hands him off to Dumbledore. You see the lightning bolt scar as they leave him on the doorstep of the Dursleys. You can't before wait Christmas. for these people Drop to come him get him with up. his abusive family. So my question of the Dursleys is obviously Harry is born not but maybe weeks, months, mm-hmm. ap- not even a month, He's- weeks apart from his cousin. Yeah. Oh, right. And so they have two newborn babies. Like, I wonder if they actually coddled him, loved him. What was it like? Because they obviously had to take care of him. Yeah. They didn't put him under the stairs immediately. No. Like, when did that start? That's a really interesting thing to... Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. And I'm surprised did Dumbledore go and talk to them ahead of time? Because I think we find out about this later in the books that he like goes when everything happens and says like you know you need to take him but why y'all ain't knocking on the door leaving the baby just or why aren't they like waiting on the doorstep like waiting to receive this child right the door was just at your house talking to you about baby on the doorstep such a trope and it's (laughs) (laughs) it's like stop doing that nobody's doing that no well maybe people are but I've in movies we just have never received a baby on the doorstep. I sure haven't. I sure haven't. And I don't want one. (laughs) Not on the doorstep. doorstep. I will take a puppy or a kitten any day. Just no babies, please. Yeah. So we see his little lightning bolt star scar. And that was a, a choice that the author requested to not have it in the middle because on all of the illustrations on the book covers. They had it in the middle, but she's like, I never really said where it was. So why don't you put it off to the side or something? Change it up. Yeah. Yeah. And so then we get the title scene and it's really interesting. If you go, you can look it up online. Um, The Warner Brothers title scene, it starts out like sunny Warner Brothers in Sorcerer's Stone and it gets progressively darker and deteriorated as the movies go on yeah, and they get darker. I have noticed that. Super cool. I love hmm. that. Yeah. So Harry's waking up. There's lots of banging and it's like, get up, Potter. He's so he's so good in this. The kid yeah. who plays Dudley is probably the best actor of the kids. Yeah. Well, there's a few, but it's not the main characters. It's all the characters <laughs> like Dudley and I forget who else. But he's so good in this. He's so funny. He is. And what I did not notice until this watching is Aunt Petunia unlocks the door. They literally lock him under the stairs at night. Oh, I, I didn't notice that. Which I think is speaks to their fear because they do know that he's magical and they don't quite know what to do with that. So obviously she has her own bias. We learn later in the books 
what how she feels about really feels about the magical stuff but i think that they're also scared mm-hmm. um for him being able to get out because they know his powers and he can't always control if he does something and in a weird slight way i think it's also because they don't want anybody to be able to for him to get out and be hurt and they're very complex it's people. very confusing yes and yeah. Like, if they were really scared of him, why wouldn't you just be, wouldn't that be cause to be nicer to, to him? Right? Like, I don't know what this well, bitch can do. Well, maybe, when, maybe not. When you're scared and you want power over somebody, but you know that they have, like, innate powers, the best thing to do is to brainwash them into believing that they are less they're than worthless, and, yeah. and oppress them. Yeah. And I guess they're not like the smartest people. No. They're insecure people. Yes. Nah, comes out in bad ways. One thing Uh, that, oh, go ahead. One thing that I I think I've kind of overlooked over the years, because you know, you know that they will not buy anything for Harry. Harry is not getting anything just for Harry. So when you look at his clothes and you, I finally realized like his clothes are completely oversized. They're big for him. Yeah. They're very big. He's wearing belts. And that is because he is not getting his own clothes. They are literally giving whatever Dudley does not want or grows out of or whatever. And he has to make it work as Tim yep. Gunn says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> make it work. So they get Harry up. We find out it's Dudley's birthday. Happy birthday, Dudley. And they're going to the zoo, but first Harry has to make like a continental breakfast for everyone. Yeah, it's and modern day slavery, slavery up in yeah. this bitch. We it's crazy. It. And like you have, I, I mean, he, it also, I have a hard time seeing him as 11 like so little i'm like that child is eight years old (laughs) he looks so so little tiny yeah so they're going to the zoo dudley throws a fucking hissy fit because he only got 36 presents this year and last year he got 37 so when we're at the zoo we're gonna buy you two more presents i'm like you are creating this fucking monster yeah they've a hundred percent it was like very willy wonka to me yeah this is so much like that I want it now. I want Daddy. it now. Yeah, what did you do, Mom, sweetie? <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> Uncle Vernon tells Harry, "Pretty much, you're lucky we're bringing you because Miss Fig next door can watch your ass." And no funny business. No funny business. <laughs> okay. So that tells us that, like, Harry has been probably there have been small doing some magical yeah. incidents mm-hmm. that he doesn't even understand. Mm-hmm. If I grew up in that environment, I would hands down be a Slytherin. I don't know how he turned out so sweet and nice. Main characters. (laughs) Yeah, because, and then if you talk about like the parallels of him and Voldemort, because Voldemort too ends up being an orphan. He lives in an orphanage and he gets bullied and he's put under a lot of the same pressures that Harry is experiencing and it's interesting to see that they do take very different routes yeah Mm -hmm. so now we're at the zoo we're at the snake exhibit and dudley's an asshole banging on the glass and that snake is like miserable because it's in a fucking glass enclosure at a zoo and now you're making its life worse 
And so he's like, it's not moving. This is boring, blah, blah, blah. I'm an asshole. And so he wanders away and Harry apologizes to the he's snake. He's like, sorry, Mr. Snake. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody understands us. And it's like, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love that snake. But I was like, and then the snake knows how to read English. Cause he's like, look at that sign that says, you yeah. know, red in captivity. Yeah. <laughs> it's a so smart, um, that snake. <laughs> <laughs> and so this uh so harry gets triggered because dudley's acting yes. like a fucking dick and unbeknownst to harry he makes the glass disappear dudley falls right flat in his face into the water with the snake and you know what props to the snake he doesn't try to he mangle doesn't. the child he just no, like he just wants it out he's like peace thanks Jesus. homie he i'm says, out thanks <laughs> he does all of a sudden he has a voice thanks and it's like, it sounds like alan rickman's voice yeah <laughs> um so and then we're back at privet drive now yep they're pissed at harry because obviously it was his fault because dudley actually got closed back into the like yes. his magic went away so he's stuck in the glass oh god yeah it's a hot mess it's a hot mess so mails dropped off and there's a letter for harry and uncle vernon's like not on my fucking watch so and like yeah. that scene why the fuck did harry should know these people by now i know he's 11 i would have dropped off the mail hid that shit in my pants yeah and gone in my little room and opened it yeah but he brings it out looking like oh i got mail too y'all come on harry sorry it just i'm with you on that (laughs) the lengths they go to with these letters yes oh my gosh they nail just let them fucking have it yeah they screw the mail slot shut then the owls just start dropping them down the fucking fireplace and so now like the entire and they're kind of enchanted so they're like glittering all over just like Danielle's background. Yeah, they come through the (laughs) chimney and they're still trying to keep them away from it. Like, just give up already. And and then uh, like when I was reading online, they're like, he's trying to jump and grab one from the air. He's literally standing on a mountain. (laughs) Just like bend down, pick one up and read it. I wonder if the justification for that was maybe like that he, they, if he becomes a wizard, he'll become powerful and then he'll hurt them. Probably. Maybe that's the thought. Now that I'm thinking about it a little harder. Yeah. Well, it's still a stretch. Like everybody just give him. I, I also think yeah. deep down his aunt actually did care and love him and mm-hmm. didn't yeah. know how to display it. And I think she was actually um scared for him to go mm-hmm. into that yeah. world. Yeah, because look what happened to her sister. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a deleted scene in the last movie. Yeah. Dudley. Yeah. But there's one with Dudley and there's one oh. with the aunt that oh. she kind of gives insight as to that she actually gave a shit about him but in the books they do go into a little bit more too yeah so uncle vernon's solution to harry not receiving a letter yeah is to go in the middle of the ocean on a rock like like, like where did uh, he be in dangerous fly? conditions yeah. like, how did they even get there did they drive it's an island did they fly how yeah. did they get there it's just funny i guess i guess that's yeah. just kind of like it's quirky and funny. it's like a roiling roiling ocean around it like it, it, these are not seafaring conditions <laughs> Kersley, 
No one should be going out to that fucking shack. And so they show Dudley's asleep on the couch. And well, also it's weird because when Dudley's on the couch, then Harry's on the floor because obviously he's not good enough to sleep on anything. Yeah. Um, and there's like sand or like dust on the floor because he's making his own drawing of his own happy birthday cake, which it is like, <laughs> I just want to cry. It's, it's so, so sad. sad. And then he like blows out his candles and he blows the dust away. And I'm just like, this is one of the most prolific scenes in any like movie I've ever seen where he like, Mm -hmm. he's so like emotionally a bit abused and repressed that he's just like, he has to live in his own little pretend world and just be with himself. I'm like, I, I was hoping it was sand because I had to get out of my head because if it was dust, I, then I was like that the lungs and what if he had oh, asthma? Yeah. I just was <laughs> having a problem. <laughs> so then there's a knock at the door and by a knock. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> is it a knock or is it just a bust down? <laughs> a door just uh, kind of falls. Yeah, and then Hagrid's like, Oh, uh, sorry about that. <laughs> Always apologizing for Hagrid. Always apologizing. Uncle Vernon has a shotgun. I'm confused about this because I know yes. in England, firearms are very, very heavily re- regulated. I think if you're hunting, though, it's different. And that looked like something that they use for hunting. Yeah. I don't know. I was, I was a little confused. I was um, just surprised. Was a little much. Yeah, yeah, I was to show Hagrid's strength, I guess. Yeah, but why have a? I was surprised they had a gun in a child. Yeah, it's also that. a children's movie. So I was just like, 2001, hmm. I guess. This point. Yeah. And I mean, he gave off Elmer Fudd vibes. That's exactly what I was thinking. Snuggling his little shotgun to him. Yeah. So Hagrid turns like he's so strong, he can bend the metal up and. and destroy his shotgun and then he tells like uncle vernon is protesting and, and haggard looks at him and he goes oh dry up dursley you old prune there is a few lines like this we're like wow wow yeah is it a little tiny umbrella he has like what is that that he's his spit- wand oh, oh yeah he likes his the wand is hidden in the umbrella, uh, the umbrella because he's not supposed that. to be practicing magic there's like the tiniest gnat who has decided <laughs> to go to war with me oh, no. sorry I, so if you I see me go he- like this I That's just why. thought you were fighting with Uncle Vernon. <laughs> he could catch these hams. And Hagrid mistakes Dudley for Harry. He's like, know. oh, you, you, you're a little poorly than the I You filled out a lot more and faster than I expected. <laughs> And Hagrid has a sweet little cake that's like... Oh, that's a cute cake. Yeah. Happy birthday, Harry. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's more conversation because Hagrid's like, essentially, I'm here to take Harry to Hogwarts. Like, he's been accepted to the wizarding school. Since he was born, he had a place. That's what he said. Since he was born, he had a place. You're a wizard, Harry. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I was like, he said it. (laughs) and i love how harry 
like he protests a little bit but he's not he doesn't question much like if you think about it harry is on board from jump he does yeah. not question none of this he's I'd like i'd rather go with this mountain of a man who looks like he hasn't bathed in three months than stay with y'all <laughs> one second longer True. yep so pretty much he's kind of arguing with the parent the the crazy his crazy aunt and uncle Mm -hmm. and in the midst of all this shuffle dudley takes the cake as a greedy motherfucker and sneaks off and the way he does it is so sly like (laughs) nobody's watching and then he sneaks over and he's just like in the corner eating it and i love that hagrid's like what the fuck and he just uses his wand and gives dudley a little pigtail and of course his parents pandemonium crazy yeah and then they're like mouth dip let's go well, harry and this, this is when yes so hagrid tells harry he's a wizard and then it's like this whole argument with the dursleys because they had told harry his parents died in a car crash and mm-hmm. hagrid is very offended by that he's like a car crash <laughs> <laughs> The greatest wizards who's ever lived. How dare ye? <laughs> so Harry's starting to kind of learn like his aunt and uncle, yeah, have been keeping information from him. And then Hagrid also kind of is like, have you have things ever happened that you made happen and you didn't know how and things like that? It's because you have magic. And so Harry's like, so, okay, let's go get on this fucking let's, boat. That's right. Exciting. I think also a, a th- good thing if you're not if you've never seen the movie and you want to watch it, just keep in mind that this movie really the whole basis of it is world building. Yeah. You're getting a good introduction as a a viewer of the movie you are in Harry's shoes. You are mm-hmm. learning as Harry is learning about this entire. Yeah complete universe and you know world and he asks out loud the questions that you're like what the is happening he's asking along which i think is smart obviously yeah i love that so now we are approaching diagon alley we swing into the leaky cauldron (laughs) so they walk in obviously hagrid is a regular and professor quirrell we are introduced to him he is the dude in the turban and so he's he's one of the professor he's the professor of dark arts at hogwarts and as harry comes in hagrid does introduce him to the entire Mm -hmm. pub as harry potter and as soon as silent silence and then oh my god everyone's like kind of tripping over themselves Mm -hmm. to get a look at harry talk to harry meet harry which you know for him not having any attention and all of a sudden he's it's like, I just came out from my little cubby <laughs> under the stairs. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Right <laughs> After meeting Professor Quirrell at the Leaky Cauldron, we do tap, tap, tap on a brick wall and all the bricks do flippies. And then we enter Diagon Alley. So <laughs> now yeah, yeah. we're in, right? <laughs> I wrote down goblins are dope. Yes. <laughs> they, because I they are. That. I love so, that set. We enter uh, Diagon Alley and Hagrid's like, I have to run one quick errand and then we'll go school shopping for you. Plus we need money. And so we go to Gringotts Bank run by the goblins. And in this, 
movie, the goblin is played by Vern Troyer. Griphook is played by Vern Troyer, but voiced by Warwick Davis. Who plays Flitwick, Professor? Correct. Yes. And so we see, we stop by Harry's vault because Harry has a fucking vault. He's rich. Yeah, he's rich, bitch. (laughs) He does ask like, you know, (laughs) hey, quick question. (laughs) I have all, because he's reading his, he finally gets to read his acceptance letter, whatever. And it tells him all the things that his school supply list. And he's like, bitch, I ain't got no money. Mm. So what's happening? And I was like, you ain't got no money. Your parents would roll out like that. Like, (laughs) he's like, Hagrid does not have a sit down conversation and say like, this is what's happening. Your parents died, unfortunately, Voldemort, nothing. And no, they left no. you X, Y, and Z. He's just rolling as if Harry should know this shit. And I'm I just know. like, so frustrated with Hagrid during these yeah, it's scenes. really frustrating. I know. Yeah. We stop, we get some galleons and nuts. And then we move along and Hagrid's like I have to go to this other vault because Dumbledore sent me on a very specific mission that I'm not allowed to say anything about and we should probably not even talk about the fact that I brought you here when Mm. we talk about somebody loose lips sink ships it should be (laughs) Hagrid like the amount of things he says throughout this entire series of movies plot furthers (laughs) yes because he lets because shit slip. He says not enough at the beginning and then tells you everything <laughs> yes. to the end. Oh, he's so chaotic. <laughs> oh, also, did you know yes. really quickly? I know. Did you know that Hagrid is a robot? Did you what? know that all of the shots of Hagrid that were not on his face of him walking, a lot of it was an, an they had an animatronic robot that was controlled by somebody. What? That makes sense because they had to make him so tall, make him right? So big. Yeah. He was a fucking robot for like half the movie. How good was that? Oh, I didn't realize that. I learned that Ron found, Ron found that out today. Oh, good old Thanks, Ron, Ron coming Ron. in clutch. I know. <laughs> so we talked about Hagrid as a robot? What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Um, and then Hagrid's like, I have to go do this thing. Go ahead on into the wand store and I'll catch up with you. So we, I'll be back. And so we meet Ollivander, the wand maker, and Harry has to try on his wands because the wand chooses the wizard. And so they're charm. Because the first couple of times where he's making a mess. Thank God we're in the magical world. Cause could you stop fucking up my shot? I know. I'd be so scared after this interaction because the wand guy, Ollivander, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He like gets really close to his face and he's like, do you know that the only person who's had the phoenix was? And I was like, this is so scary for me. Yes. I don't know how Harry would feel. He's so brave. He is very brave and ride or die. Brave. So you very find special. out in one day that you're like, it's probably a span of 24 hours. You're a wizard. Your parents were murdered. Murdered trying to save you. And there's this man out in these streets who murdered your parents. And also now you share a twin wand with this man and everyone's scared of him and saying thou who should not be named or whatever. And you're like, Baltimore, bitch. Like, you know, he he gives no fucks. I feel like a little chest hair sprung out at 11 years old because he was like, I don't care. It's insane. I, I would never. I would have been crying like a little bitch 
by <laughs> so it's so much information yeah yeah and so anyway. yes he his wand chooses him it has a phoenix core which the phoenix fox dumbledore's phoenix only gave one other feather and that was twin core to tom riddle's wand we find out later and, and at this, now at this point he's got his wand and and hagrid pulls up with his wonderful owl Hedwig yes. as a special present and it's just such a sweet scene it, it really is because Haggard really does care about Harry I mean he was the one that essentially saved him and protected him and got him to got him out the Dursleys yeah so now so now we're at the Harry's got all his stuff now he's headed to the, to train, the station. train station and this this part is <laughs> like quarters peace and like come on you know this kid has never seen this you know there's this like whole process and like harry's like what the fuck and he goes to talk to a conductor guy or somebody at the train station like like, where's nine and three quarters and he's like what the fuck are you talking about there's nine and there's ten that's it you know thanks for nothing Hagrid. <laughs> right he's like, the most Hag- complicated so he's the most up and down character yeah, yeah. So, all, so, over the all, place. all over the place anyway follow your future and lost through the wall right and so he finds <laughs> he sees a family kind of going through the process so he's able to ask and i just said could you imagine 11 years old you run into your mother-in-law your yep. bff and your wife in one swoop yep <laughs> like Follow I'm trying your, to find the train. Oh, spoiler alert! If you don't fucking yeah. know, <laughs> I, said, I said follow your future in laws through the wall. <laughs> no, I wrote yes. the things I wrote down in a row. Follow your in laws through the wall. Thanks for nothing, Hagrid. Hi, Ronald. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wrote. Anyway, <laughs> great notes, Gwen. As usual, yeah, great thank notes. You. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> when Harry comes out of the wand shop, he's like that dude just told me a crazy fucking story and Hagrid is like oh well this is what happened to your parents some wizards go bad and unfortunately your family was killed so it's a flashback and he's like and that's how you got that scar yeah (laughs) like real creepy like and then we see now and then we're at nine and three quarters and Harry just looking fucking confused and then he sees (laughs) Mm -hmm. the wheezy's Weasley is literally running through a wall. And so he's like, Percy oh, the- go first, the, old, yeah. the oldest brother. And Brad so and- he's like, oh, them, my people, let me <laughs> go over <laughs> and introduce myself. Yeah. Um, and so now they're on the Hogwarts Express, him and Ron are in a little room together. And, and Ron lucked the fuck out. Okay. Yeah. Buying the whole cart of snacks. <laughs> right that is every kid's dream well especially for ron whose family Who you know is like i have this mashed up peanut butter and yeah. jelly sandwich his family is rich in I'm love i'm all set rich in love and history yeah, for totally. their family as weasley's totally. but poor in money because there's a shit ton of them yes yeah, yeah. harry buys all the snacks they're playing with scabbers the rat comes back and to play later in book three mm-hmm. um I just then, for that ahead. when I thought about it, think about psychologically how Scabbers kind of fucked up Ron's education in a stand, in a sense and his confidence 
because so many, you know, you obviously have the animals to help you with some of your witchcraft and stuff like that and learning. And a lot of his magic wasn't working because of that fucking rat. And he probably internalized and thought it was because of him and that he was a bad wizard. Think yeah. about that. I never thought about that until I, I rewatched never, it. I didn't think about that either. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Neville loses his frog, Trevor. Right, Weird right, name right, for a right. frog or his toad, Trevor. So Hermione is helping. And so he's like, she comes by and she's like, hey, dudes, have you seen this? It's dudes? not, it's not, Hi. hey, dudes. It's like, I'm Hermione. Yes. I'm, a, I'm a perfectly lovable little cunt. <laughs> I love that so. It's just like so fun. Actually, it's actually. Yeah. And, and also terrible. She is very oh, condescending. And, and, and Ron's yeah, like, oh, my brothers who like to fucking joke around taught me this this spell. <laughs> and so he's doing like this, like oh, it's a rhyming spell. Yeah. yeah. And so Hermione's like, oh, performing a spell. Go ahead. Let's watch this. This <laughs> yeah, what a good. bitch. <laughs> Such an asshole. Yeah. But I think Hermione's behavior is definitely explained because yes, she is muggle born, which means that there's a lot to prove. Yeah. You have two parents, non-magical parents, and you happen to turn out to be magical, which means somewhere down the line, you probably had magical ancestors and you just, you know, genetic. And so I think she just feels insecure because if you, it's funny how both her and Harry come from the muggle world, essentially and their different approaches to appro- to coming into the magical world. Mm-hmm. Hermione says, I'm going to fucking absorb every single thing. I'm going to learn more than everybody else so that nobody mm-hmm. can say me, tell me I'm not good enough, essentially. Yep. It totally and, makes sense. And Harry's more dudish. I, I, I can say it's definitely male energy that I'm yeah. going to absolutely just going to try this out and see what happens. Roll yeah. the dice. Mm-hmm. If you say, yeah, I'm just going to sit back and everything will work out just fine. Yeah. Because I'm a dude. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, yeah, I guess can, can speak to also how women approach situations in comparison mm-hmm. to men in yeah. the same situations. Yeah. And now we're at Hogwarts. First years have to take boats. And so they're all rowing to the castle is it just the first year because i was wondering about that i was like why do they take boats this time and then they don't again it's just a first year thing the first years take the boat that's what it is okay the rest of the time it's carriages pulled by there's all these different modes of transportation so many there's a bus there's okay yeah because i was thinking about it like how do adults or anybody else get there is the train the only way and if you go to hogwarts are you only coming from like the uk and ireland or you i'm guessing other europeans aren't allowed because you have to get on the train at in london so i, I started well, thinking because about there, it. i don't know danielle it's magic i'm sorry i, I just don't started know. thinking about it well because <laughs> it, there, there's other no, wizarding schools like there's all those other boring boring places. yeah and there's one in the u.s which we yeah. find out in fantastic beasts oh god <laughs> the, the term the term nomad really grinds my gears yeah, yeah. i don't nomad. like i don't nomad. like that the, it's, it's so an n word yeah just saying don't like oh. it. Yeah. Don't roll with it. 
Oh, I don't like that. Oh, I didn't think about that. That makes it even worse. I was like, no, ma- no badge. The fuck? I was not happy when yeah, I it's saw really, that. It's really icky. That might make sense as to why I'm like, why is this making me so feel Why so couldn't icky? we just call it fucking muggle? Like, why yeah. are we? Why can't it be consistent? Yeah. She was like, oh, yeah. people say different things because the author is a problem. A hundred percent. So now we're sitting at, uh, in the great hall. It's all the first years. They have not been sorted yet. And so they're all just kind of, co-mingling and Malfoy rolls up yeah they're outside just Malfoy Draco Malfoy which is a total homage to James Bond he introduces himself just like James Bond does oh he does and if you think about it this very scene you know we all have these thoughts about Malfoy and how he's just like kind of a dick but the vibes him and Harry give off throughout this whole series is is, is lovers, enemies, friends kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, because he rolls up and he's not really rude to Harry at first. He's like, he's direct. I, I'm the best thing you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna rock your world. You want to roll with me? This is the crew, <laughs> and what's good? Handshake, but. The problem is Ron. Now, if you think about it, Ron starts shit by laughing at this ridiculousness. And that's when he targets Ron. He does not say anything about Ron. He does not say anything. He's just like, what's up? I'm your new homeboy. Nothing. And when Ron laughs, that's when he's like, I don't even have to ask your name. Red hair, (laughs) hand me down robes must be a and that's what turns harry off i think harry would have been like what's up nice to meet you but the fact that he goes in on his day one Mm -hmm. problems yep problems and so when malfoy gets rejected from his new boyfriend he gets real upset and a feud it must be Mm -hmm. now we see dumbledore is doing his welcome speech he says by the way third floor corridor off limits don't go there yeah here's what you do tell kids where not to go what not to do and <laughs> yeah not to be sure that they will figure out how to go there especially <laughs> those... forest uh-uh. they still get to go though which is dumb yeah just those three kids everybody else like if you i wish they would make like a show or a movie that's like satire about the rest of the fucking kids at hogwarts man yeah that just happened to be there during the shit show that is the years of harry potter like i'm just trying to have a good time yeah right and this fucking kid man like (laughs) we all have to be evacuated to our common rooms again because of fucking harry oh so gryffindor wins again surprise oh i have an issue with that too (laughs) Yeah. The point system is so rigged anyway. Yeah. And now we are at the sorting hat. Ron Gryffindor, Hermione Gryffindor, Draco Malfoy, Slytherin. Harry's sitting there. The hat's talking to him and is like, you'd be good in Slytherin. And Harry's like, not Slytherin, not Slytherin. And I wonder, My (laughs) here's the other thing. Harry would not really have any problems with Slytherin mm-hmm. until right before he goes into the Great Hall to get sorted. 
that Ron says that all the bad people have been Slytherin. If he had not known and just sat there and got put in Slytherin, he would have been like, okay, because he had no idea. Like, what if he had got put in Slytherin? I'm sure there's fan fiction of this where Harry Potter actually gets put in Slytherin. His everyone (laughs) is sorted now, and so they can eat. So we're having a feast. I noticed here that Hermione's hair is too much like Hagrid's. They like (laughs) teased it and crimped it a little bit and made it very big. They were trying a lot of different things to figure out what to do with that hair Mm -hmm. to make it, to make her look like, because in the books, they do very much give you some insight into how um, that situation is. But it's, it's giving me another anti-curl situation that's, what I, that's the vibe I got I was like does she have naturally curly hair and they tried to straighten it yeah or like so yeah. Emma does have natural did have naturally curly hair I don't know if she does in real life I don't know if that was a wig or not but yeah I wonder it's definitely wizard supremacy to me yeah totally <laughs> yeah because I was like I don't this is like a weird why did it what are they doing yeah <laughs> anyway so we are introduced to Nearly Headless Nick, which is unfortunate because he does not show up in any of the other movies and he is a fantastic fucking character. Yeah, and it's John Cleese. John Cleese. Like, he doesn't show up in any of the other movies? I'm no, sure. they, like a mm-hmm. lot of people are really mad about one. Yeah, it, that's it, interesting. In the movies, we don't really get a whole thing about the ghosts, no, the um, house elves, and the, the house elves. Oh my god! The behind the scenes with Spew and and all that stuff. So like we so much stuff is taken out. So now we get up to our dorms. We see the common room. Harry's very excited. I mean, he has a fucking bed in a room. The next day, we're in transfiguration class with Professor McGonagall. They walk in. They're like, "Oh, good, we're late." But Professor McGonagall's not here yet. That bitch was a cat. She like hops off her desk, transforms, and is like Weasley. And he's like, "Oh, <laughs> uh, I just don't understand why." Like, it seems like all of them kind of move together. The whole group of the first yeah. years in Gryffindor. So I don't understand why those two idiots were by themselves and not with the group. But I mean, if you think back a long, long time ago, when we were in like middle and high school, like even, especially middle school, we moved as a group because we were like in those pods. Yeah. And like, there were still kids late, like, Oh, I had to use the bathroom or whatever, you know, like there are just those kids. That's fair. Yeah, it's true. But I like how Hermione sees them walk in and she just, like is so done with them (laughs) (laughs) shakes her head she has a lot of eye rolls in this very first movie a lot of eye rolls and a lot of like scoffing is kind of off the charts yeah lots of sass Mm -hmm. the next scene we are in potions Snape is just like hammering <laughs> fucking Harry. Oh, with yeah. I didn't even write anything down about this I just went straight to Quidditch for some reason but <laughs> but yeah he's like he's like let me quiz you on things I know that you know that he doesn't know that yeah he's what's wrong with you bro I think this series this movie definitely really puts on display where a lot of movies don't touch on this which I think we should talk more about how adult there are adults in this world who bully children and they get off on making children feel small or their own insecurities and and issues yeah which is sad it is sad so Snape asks him if you 
He says, if you did combine powdered root of asphodel and an infusion of wormwood, you would brew a sleeping potion so powerful it is known as the draught of living death. So according to Victorian flower language, asphodel is a type of lily, meaning my, my regrets follow you to the grave and wormwood means absence and also typically symbolizes bitter sorrow. So if you combine that, it meant I bitterly regret Lily's death. Why does this man not just fully? I don't know if he makes it. That conscious... sounds pretty deep, even for the author. To yeah, write it that way. But, but I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of deep. things that she does, there was always meaning behind it. Yeah, there was a lot of it. You're right. There um, are these back and forth scenes that I never mm-hmm. really noticed because in this movie. They definitely make Snape out to be the red herring. Yeah. And I laugh yeah. so much because I thought of something when watching them later on, they naturally assume that Snape is Harry Potter has this asphyxiation on Snape, almost like Fred in Scooby-Doo with the red herring character. Mm-hmm. Like no oh, matter yeah. what happens, what evidence is put in front of him, it's, that they is draw always that conclusion. The yes. And that's how Harry is for quite a while in these in confirmation bias. Yeah. Actually. 100%. Yeah. But with him, I just never understood why he couldn't just be a decent human being and just say, like, and be nice to Harry. I, 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 I never think understood. It was, that. He saw he James Potter, which play. James Potter was an asshole to him, and he yeah. had every right to like hate James Potter. Mm-hmm. But I think it was like, Harry was the spitting in image of James Potter with Lily's eyes and Snape just could not like disconnect from that feeling of I let Lily down. I, I wasn't with her to begin with, but I also let her down because she's dead. And now I have to look at this kid that was like, the is the spitting image of my arch nemesis, but he still has the woman I love's eyes. And it's just like painful complete all around for him yeah yeah I think also he kept a distance like he purposely kept a distance Mm -hmm. from Harry because he didn't want to show his emotions but it was just such a up and down I I I just can't (laughs) (laughs) it's just like it drives me crazy and he does I love how he like all the teachers who are head of a house how they're like there's no favoritism but you know Snape was like uh, Slytherin all day and McGonagall come on you're not fooling anybody yeah with your favoritism towards Hogwarts not Hogwarts Gryffindor, Gryffindor and Harry and himself yeah yep I don't yep. have favorite students but here's a broom <laughs> yeah <laughs> but she is a hardcore Quidditch fan, Quidditch fan. I love that, that. I love that they that she is that way yeah. so now the kids are studying and apparently the director had them work on their actual homework during the studying scenes to make it realistic because they were actually oh, that's cute. studying. So I thought that was an, a fascinating tidbit. I feel yeah. he got him to do their homework. Very smart. I feel right. like being on this set all those years, that was kind of like their elementary, middle school and high school years together. But it was great that this cast, this set had so many kids. You know, yeah. I could imagine yeah. it's pretty lonely as a, a child actor 
if you were doing a series like this, but it's all adults, but at least mm-hmm. they all had that collective experience. And I love that they're all so close still and that there wasn't like all this drama afterwards. Yes. Yeah. And also during the scene, it's owl mail time. And so Neville gets a rem- remember all because he never remembers shit. It was actually pointed out that he's not even wearing his robes. In most of the movies, he didn't remember to pack his robes. <laughs> oh, that's when funny. Came, which is probably why his grandma sent him the remember all. And then someone gets the quibbler or something and they start Ron. reading about what? Ron gets it. Yeah. It was probably the Daily Prophet too. Oh yeah. And um, then Harry's like, can I read that please? Can I yeah. borrow that? <laughs> yeah. I'm so interested in the news. And someone broke into Green Gods, but what they broke into steel was not there. And they name the vault number, which is weird. Yeah, they, well, they would never do that. You're right. Yeah. And, and Hermione's like, hello. <laughs> like, if you see her on the other side of the table, because yeah. he's telling Ron and she is all up in the business, mm-hmm. all yep. up in it. And Harry's like, that's funny. Hagrid just took shit out of it a couple days ago. And That's so curious, sir. And now it's flying lessons with oh, Madame man. Hooch, who I also only appears in this movie because I know, she, she was so wanted, great too. Wanted too much money to come back. And oh, they're like, really? awesome. We're we're I never even noticed that bitch never came back. Yeah. No, Madame Hooch no, is only in the first movie. Madame Cooch. <laughs> They really just they really get close to a lot of things here. Right? There's cooch, there's the beaters, there's <laughs> oh wood snitch. The snitch. Let's like, talk about wood because oh I'm, yeah, like, Ooh, wood. Oliver Wood. It's very sexual. You can get it in the hole. <laughs> yep. Whole goal. So we are having playing lessons. Neville's broom. He can't handle it and no. ends up fracturing his mm. wrist. And so Madame Hooch is like, can we talk about that? Madame Cooch could catch like she, there was so many opportunities for her to stop that incident from happening. And she was like standing there, like filing her nails or something. Like she they know that that can happen on a broom. Yeah. They just kind of like let them have at it anyway. And like, like, I'm going to leave for a minute while you guys still have these brooms in your hands. (laughs) Yeah. It's so irresponsible. (laughs) But I guess, you know, when you have magical healing or whatever. Yeah. And so she has to take Neville to the infirmary Mm -hmm. and Malfoy's just now being a dick. And he's like, oh, Neville's remember all. I'm going to hide it someplace. He'll never find it because he can't fucking fly. And so he like takes off with it. And Harry's like, bitch, that's Neville's. Give it back. And so now Harry's chasing He was was just going to take it. And it wasn't until Harry was like, give it back, Malfoy. Like so (laughs) extra. you like give it back it's not yours like, <laughs> why are you so gangster why is your setting on gangster at hogwarts because we, we gotta know that he's gonna be a seeker <laughs> i remember your ass in the closet under the stairs now we can't <laughs> but mcgonagall is standing and watching i love this so much that she's, she's like, like come with me <laughs> like he's in fucking trouble like he's in trouble and, and then she's like you're gonna play with it. <laughs> I have found us a sister. 
Wood. Wood. Who, we, who I don't think we ever see him again either, do we? We see him we in Toward the scene. second movie, okay, so I yeah. think. Because I thought out of, you know, Y2K Danielle was like boring shit here. But I liked his accent and thought he was a little cutie. Yeah, so I cute. did look out for him in the second movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they are also like in front of a trophy case. And so Ron's like, look, Harry, your dad's name. He was a seeker too. It wasn't well, Hermione no, it's Hermione. Like, oh, yes. it was Hermione. Goes, well, it's in your blood. <laughs> look, stupid. <laughs> and, and Ron's like, you know, Harry, why didn't you tell me? He's like, Whoa. bitch, I didn't fucking know. I didn't Ron. know I was a fucking wizard until two days ago. Right. Ron, he's like always doing this face like, like, I can't even do it. He, he has so like shade at her. He has this like I'm in awe face, and then he has like a, like, like his expressions. Are like that. I love when he calls her mental. He's like, mental. but you know, <laughs> it's your future. Excited, and so now they're chatting as they're in this room where just all the staircases move all the time. So fucking confusing. Like, how do you ever know? Is it like double dutch where you have to like get on at the right time? <laughs> I don't even know staircases. Is there a pattern Why? to it? Like no. what is happening? Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's like Hogwarts is alive. It is <laughs> it's alive. There's uh, so much stuff about Hogwarts that we don't puppies. even know. Yes. There is somehow the stairs lead them to the third floor corridor that is yeah. off, limits. off limits. Thanks, staircases. <laughs> and of course, and, and they're like, this door, it's locked. And Hermione's like, watch <laughs> this, bitches. Yeah, no, no she, she doesn't even say it. She's like, move. <laughs> she's- <laughs> well, let's talk about who's the real threat to Hogwarts. It's right. She can destroy the whole place. You know she can. <laughs> breaking into doors that like yep. you have no business you have been told not to go into like, move 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 watch 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 <laughs> so we see a cerebus <laughs> which is a three-headed dog puppy pup he's rougher i just wrote down poor puppies are under exercised because- <laughs> 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 trying to bite people i'm like you just got to get them out a little bit and they'll probably be fine and they're like oh my god a three-headed dog and they like slam the door shut and they're like what the fuck and Hermione's like did you see what it was standing on no bitch. like no I saw a dog with three None fucking heads she <laughs> is the smartest is this little the part witch where she says we could be killed or worse expelled yes. <laughs> one of the cutest lines of all time i think it's there or it's the scene right after it yeah she was like i want let's get back to like our rooms or whatever yeah. before mm-hmm. you guys get me you know get us killed or expelled yeah you're the one that opened the door right <laughs> like all they had to do was just wait for the stair stay on the staircase and wait till it went to another place like why y'all yeah. get off at this it's not your stop <laughs> yeah it's the next stop you live in london you should know like the subway system i'm sure right. it's a, like yeah. similar practice and then the next scene is just an overview of quidditch you have bludgers and beaters and seekers oh, yeah. mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. woods the captain and catch the snitch it's 150 points and you try and get the quaffle in a hole so. <laughs> surprise no he does the anyway, next scene is we learn about Danielle's favorite spell. 
Oh, it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. <laughs> that was the next thing I wrote down was just Leviosa. <laughs> My like, notes started getting shorter and shorter. Yeah. I, I, I was literally Keywords. just writing down like what happened in the scene because yeah. I'm like, I know this fucking movie and I can talk about yeah. it. Puppies. I just have to keep things in Leviosa, order. troll. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And then, <laughs> oh, and then, well, before the troll, yeah, before the troll is Halloween. Ron shit talking Hermione. Oh, yeah. Hurts her feelings. And yeah, Hermione's feelings are hurt. But, sis, Why? come on, take the hint. Like, no one likes a know it all. And that's yeah, coming from a know it all who has like had to rein herself in over years. <laughs> it's really, my mother will is- tell you. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of this is like villain origin story waiting to happen, but it never exactly, happens. yeah, all of them. If you think about it, it really could. Be. All three of them, each of them has the opportunity to go down the the other a wrong path, mm-hmm. but the combination of the three of them make them decent. Because Harry could have gone to Slytherin and just been Voldemort 2.0. Yeah. So yes, now oh. there's a troll. Oh no, the dungeon. <laughs> everyone's evacuated to their common rooms quarrels passed out on the fucking floor all they had to say was hey teachers Hermione's in the bathroom yeah might want to check that out yeah instead they're like well let's go get Hermione before we go to the common room and wouldn't you fucking know the troll goes into the girl's (laughs) bathroom where Hermione is they have to defeat this giant ass mountain troll and there are bewitched clubs that beat him over the head. At one point, someone's, someone's wand goes up its nose, sinks <laughs> a rip from the wall, the stalls come crashing down, but somehow them bitches make it out and the troll is. The troll crashes the, the stalls twice, by the way. <gasps> yes. Like he swipes them and cuts them in half and she's like on the ground. And then all of a sudden the stalls are whole again and he does it again. I don't think it's on the other side. I think it's the same same stalls being smashed twice. I also think it's crazy that they literally learned one spell that day. And that's the one. That's the one that Ron The only one they needed. Yeah. Way Um, to watch. And I did not like that Harry wiped his booger snot wrapped wand on his clothes. What you're in a bathroom. There's still some sinks, baby boy. Let's wash this off. These, little, these little kiddos. So afterwards, Potter. <laughs> they come out, trolls knocked down. They're like, well, we did a thing. <laughs> and McGonagall's like, you fucking kids are going to be the end of me. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. and then she goes, five points f- taken from Gryffindor, but then you get 10. <laughs> i was surprised yeah, it was snape didn't say what the fuck you know it's not cool it was hermione's five points for lack of judgment from gryffindor but then five point each for sheer dumb luck <laughs> <laughs> I, I the way want... she says it is so beautiful too yeah luck. her accent is amazing god so bless good. maggie smith Mm-hmm. And they notice that at some point that Snape is limping and they're like, oh, look, it's because the dog got him. That's why yeah, he's Sherlock cut. Potter. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm piecing it together, guys. And they're like, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. 
And now we are, uh, Harry receives mail at breakfast that morning and it is a Nimbus 2000. I could not tell what it was until they unwrapped it. Right. What is it? Let's unwrap it. it Oh, it's a broom. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Sherlock. (laughs) No shit. But yeah, it's also very cute. Do that. So now Harry can go out. As his first time as a seeker against Slytherin, and he has his brand new fucking broom. Malfoy is totes jealous. And because now Malfoy is the seeker on the Slytherin team, correct? Yes. Like he has weaseled his way. Well, he's actually good at flying. Here's the thing like, again, Malfoy's (laughs) just trying to do his thing. He is a little weasel child. I get it. But if Harry Potter was not in his year, he would be living the best fucking life. He would. he would be getting all the credit for like the youngest seeker on yeah. the team. Like they don't pick first years, but they did it twice. Incredible. Right? Yeah. Uh, so now it's the Quidditch what event. Harry's so broom boring. starts going all wonky and Hermione has these giant ass binoculars. <laughs> yeah. Well, why? <laughs> and she's like oh Quirrell, snape's fucking him up like he yeah and no one's noticing this the refs are not i nobody don't notice this but nobody notices this is the chanting that's happening and like yeah. dumbledore's fucking right there he doesn't realize that that is most likely some magic being inter is interfering mm-hmm. yeah the oversight is it's like why do we have to play these games double where you fucking know everything that's gonna happen stop it <laughs> can't stand that shit stop it dummy <laughs> he knows every fucking thing like if you think about it how yeah. he's just like kind of winking like uh you know throughout all well, the because he movies. knows he knows it's not snape Maybe he knows like the overall vibe of everything that happens. Maybe not all the details. Yeah. I don't think he knows all the details, but like he knows too damn much to be playing (laughs) boo-boo to fool like this. (laughs) I just can't. So Hermione goes and sets Snape's robes on fire. That's the solution. If you, I would love to do a scene of Snape, these kids being the motherfucking villain to him because I can't, these fucking kids, this bitch burnt my robe. Like, I don't get enough salary here, Howard. <laughs> no, they don't. Buy new robes and shit. Yes. Oh, and speaking of Snape's robes, there was a fun fact. Oh, okay. Snape's costume was the only one that never changed. And according to costume designer Janie T- uh, Tamine, because it was perfect. When something is perfect, you cannot change it. She joined the in Prisoner of Azkaban and changed most of the costumes except for Snape's. Hmm. Okay, she cool. Was, she was like partial to that costume. I love that. I yeah. mean, it's, it's literally black on black robes. <laughs> he's, he's the goth king in this. <laughs> yes. These are little, he reminds me of the guy from Savage Garden a little bit sometimes. Yes. <laughs> Harry again by sheer dumb luck catches the snitch because he has confidence to stand on the broom yes and then oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
the end next yeah he's like oh look by the way yeah so gryffindor wins and then they go and talk to hagrid and they're like snape was limping and we had to set his robes on fire because fuckers after us and hagrid's like i don't think that's the case and they're like no but it is mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and we're ha- gonna go investigate that door or that dog that's covering a trap door and Hagrid's like oh fluffy <laughs> yeah. snitching on himself and he's like he's so preoccupied because he's got something fucking boiling in his fireplace at, oh, the yeah. po- at this point and he's giving off a chaotic energy right now <laughs> He's not, so he's not paying attention and he's just again loose lips and he's like and i'm the only one who knows the secret word to to let fluffy move or whatever and he just lets everything oh well because they start they're like Hagrid, do you have a fucking dragon egg and he's like yeah i got it from a stranger at the leaky cauldron the bar we at had a bar. conversation about Fluffy and I told him you just play him a bit of music and he goes to sleep and that's how you, it's like and he's oh, like, I should oh, not I have said should. that I shouldn't right. have said that oh no I shouldn't have said that and oh, then man they all watch this baby dragon hatch and he's like oh Norbert I'm your mama my, this is my favorite <laughs> oh Hagrid's a mom scene. wait we missed a section I think but Did we? the mirror but who cares oh <laughs> that is kind of important okay so Harry's no. mom and dad in the mirror and it's not real the end <laughs> Yeah, he does see, doesn't he see that first? It was, no, it's the like, mirror of it's, it's just, it's just like Christmas time. Oh, is, is it that later? later? It's later on. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. I have it written before the dragon. Oh, that. Oh, maybe they go back. Maybe he talks about the dragon and we don't see the dragon until yeah. after. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. But anyway. Or they, they talk to Hagrid more than they once. They talk to Hagrid twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He fucks up so many times. Yeah. I do love this scene where the <laughs> dragon spits his little fireball <laughs> and he's and, like oh need some training and he and he takes these oven mitts and yeah. pats his beard down <laughs> from being on fire I, it so just cracks cute. me up every time i don't know why this first i figured it out this first conversation with hagrid is when he spills the beans about nicholas flamel and they're That's like what it is. and then they go to the library yes and they're like there has to be something and hermione's like a child obsessed now mm-hmm. and then we see it's christmas time harry and ron are playing wizard's chess with their little chess pieces and stuff and i love that ron stays at hogwarts for christmas to stay mm-hmm. with harry essentially which is super cute yes and on christmas morning I send this gif every year to Amber, who was on our Space Jam episode. She hates where they're like, happy Christmas, Ron. Happy Christmas, Harry. <laughs> I remember the first time I realized happy Christmas. <laughs> that like people from um, the, the UK say happy Christmas. Cause I, my, one of my cousins came, a few of my cousins came down from London and they were, it was around Christmas time and they said it. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, motherfucker. <laughs> like, what are we saying? Yeah. I also I- wrote down, are there no Jews? Oh, right. The author. <laughs> Which if you, there are, you know, a lot of people I'm have sure talked about. Are, yeah. I only laughed that hard because everything, this author. Um, but a lot of people talked about the goblins because they very much perpetuate 
uh, oh, really harmful, yeah, harmful stereotypes of Jewish people. On to the goblins. Yes. Ew. Yes, because if you look at some of the paraphernalia, especially some of the propaganda that was used in World War II and how they like would draw some of the cartoons and and pictures, it's eerily close. Similar. Yikes. But Molly knits the boys sweaters. I know, and I want one. They're so precious. And then Harry is just so happy. And my mom, shout out Miss Terry, A long time ago pointed this out because when she read the book, it really resonated with her. Like Ron was like, oh, another fucking sweater from my mom. It was the first gift Harry had ever received. And so for him, it was so special and it was personalized. It was handmade just for him. It fit him. And then he also received a couple of other presents like that Christmas for him was probably the most special event that he could ever dream of because it was people that actually cared about him mm-hmm. giving him gifts that were meant just for him mm-hmm. and they weren't hand-me-downs they weren't like broken shit that like Dudley didn't want anymore it was like people cared enough to think about him and give him gifts I think later I forget when this happens but later on I think she also gives she gives Harry a like family heirloom or I don't know if it's like a sweater but it's passed down Mm -hmm. and she gives Ron a brand new sweater which speaks to both of them because Harry never had family in that same way to get something like that while Ron has always gotten hand-me-downs and it was very special that he got something Something brand new catered to both of them Molly is is the best she is a hero and then he Within those presents is the wrapped up invisibility cloak. He doesn't yeah. know who he receives it from. Canon, it's from Dumbledore. He had borrowed it from James and then James died. And so Dumbledore had kept it all that time and then passed it on to Harry when he came to Hogwarts during Christmas time. Read, there's books later. Mm-hmm. There's a book, a, like an in-between book that comes out and they talk about it in the book that it's actually an heirloom from some of the very very significant mm-hmm. wizards that come becomes important in the last few movies sorry Correct. and now they are researching nicholas flamel in the restricted section but filch is always watching <laughs> he is the Roz of this situation yes oh, mrs. and mi- mrs norris knows mrs she norris not fucking knows, knows. <laughs> she's like meow <laughs> <laughs> And, and so I love the awkward Snape, like looking into camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so oh, good. It just makes me go, oh, Alan Rickman loves you for this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Anyway. Yeah, so Harry almost gets found out, but because of his good old trusty invisibility cloak, Snape does not snatch his wig off. (laughs) No, no wig snatching. And then this is when Harry is kind of trying to get back to his room, but like evade Snape and Filch. And he runs into the mirror of Erised and he sees his mom and his dad, and he's just like, Mm 
And so then he kind of becomes obsessed with finding the mirror again, because that's his only link to his parents. And so he goes a couple more times and he's just sitting in front of it, just like watching it because he's so happy to see a glimpse of his parents who he's never known. I just feel like the adults in this school really knowing that this kid has never had any interactive action with his parents, that his parents died and everything that happened. There's so much that they could actually provide and give him that can pro- provide solace that he's not having these gaps. As soon as he got to the school, he should have been able to take a tour and say, your parents went here and they mm-hmm. were in this house and they were, they'd play Quidditch. Why is this child constantly having to try to like pull all these things to figure things out? And it doesn't even have to include anything about the war, Voldemort, nothing. There's mm-hmm. so much history left behind of his parents that could have been told to this child and I just it's frustrating as fuck to watch it is yes and that's a problem with a lot of movies in general it's like if we just got a tour at the beginning yeah it'd be so much easier but like we have to discover it along with and it makes you uncomfortable because you're like yeah never hide this from this kid like in real life it's really wild and the first time he finds the mirror, he goes and gets Ron and brings him back. And Ron sees himself as like oh, winning the quit. Yeah, head <laughs> Quidditch. Uh, he's holding the Quidditch cup, and he and so it's just Ron wants to stand out. He doesn't want to just be one of the Weasleys. He wants to have mm-hmm. some notoriety and like something that makes him stand out from everyone. Which is um, difficult because he's a Weasley, and then he ends up becoming friends with Jay fucking K over here who's like the most popular person ever mm-hmm. and is overshadowed by Harry. Like I can imagine the frustration. Yep. And so yeah. then uh, this is, goes into the scene where Harry is staring at the mirror of said he's gone back. Ron's not there and Dumbledore happens upon him. So mm-hmm. Dumbledore explains what the mirror of said is. And it's essentially like, it shows you your most like, wished for your greatest thing. wish pretty yeah. much like what you want more than anything in the world yeah, it shows like it that you. the happiest man would stand in front of it and see himself exactly as he is yes exactly some good uh, lines in this section he also he, says it does not do to dwell on dreams which is such a great it is line. and i think later on we find out that when he looks in the mirror he sees him and love. love of his life i yeah. forget who it is Grindelwald. Grindelwald. yeah, yeah. And the inscription, the mirror is called the mirror of Erised. Erised is desire spelled backwards. And there is a whole inscription around the mirror that is completely backwards. But if you read it backwards, it says, I show not your face, but your heart's desire. Hmm. Ah. Oh, yeah. All I want are my parents. (laughs) This is heartbreaking. Um, I'm very confused about what I wrote next, but go ahead. <laughs> I, I said, where is Hedwig going? Oh, oh I don't I think, know. I, I think they have, I think Harry takes him outside and he, then Hedwig flies off and it transitions into a new scene. I think it's just uh, a transition, but I was like, where is he going? He, he's pimping them hoes. He's got to see his ladies. He'll be very, back. Like who cares, Gwen? Where? <laughs> uh, well, I wrote new home tomorrow. Who's getting it? Oh. <laughs> well, I wrote next. No, Hermione, we don't read. Okay. 
I, I did. This goes along with that. My note. <laughs> Sorcerer's Stone Library. So she, yes, yes. It's the book she had previously read because she's like, Nicholas Flamel, it sounds familiar. And she's like, oh, this 800 page book I checked out for uh, light reading. Light reading. reading. Uh -huh. And it explains that he is the creator of the Sorcerer's Stone, the Philosopher's Stone, if you're anywhere but the US, because we're dumb. And so they didn't think we'd understand <laughs> philosopher. So they changed it. And it can, it makes whoever has it immortal. And then it also turns any metal into gold are the oh, yeah. two big takeaways that I got. It can, it. like, side note, I know I'm jumping way far into the movies, but in the newer movies, mm -hmm. the most recent movie in this world, we see Nicholas Formel, who looks like either, I don't, it's like a cross between Michael Jackson after his skin gets messed up and the guys, the Wayans brothers and white chicks, like it's real. Plus Joe, the grandpa from Char um, I'm looking at Willy Wonka. Right I am too. It would be a fantastic Plus piece, right? actor. <laughs> oh, yes. Did mm -hmm. I give it the right Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he, he real wrinkly. <laughs> so yeah, he's like a white walker. He yes. is a white walker. Yes. That is also very accurate. Very white walker. And now we are at Hagrid's hut where the whole dragon fluffy conversation happens. Dragon. But Malfoy Snitch. is peeping in the window and then he runs to snitch on him jokes on fucking you because now you just got everyone including yourself detention bitch and now we have to go back into the forbidden now we have to go to the forest where we're not allowed yeah. detention. and we have to look for something that is eating unicorns oh like and real quick filch says back in my day we used to hang children by us, their thumbs i missed the screams and i was like they used to torture students at hogwarts <laughs> that's so dark Filch is, Filch is crazy he is on him now they're in the forest in hagrid's oh and dumbledore sent norbert the dragon to romania so hagrid is lissad and <laughs> Now has to go hunt whoever the fuck is hunting unicorns in the Forbidden Forest. They split up, which we have discussed on this podcast. Never fucking split up. Nope. Never a good idea. And how do they split up? Because Harry ends up alone. With Malfoy. Oh, right. Malfoy runs off like a little bitch. Yeah. And Malfoy's like, well, we get Fang. And Hagrid's like, fucking good luck. Fang's useless. <laughs> <laughs> he may be big a big dog but like he's gonna be the first one to peace out when shit goes down yeah and so they see a cloaked figure it looks like senator palpatine drinking yes. unicorn blood <laughs> <laughs> and so harry freaks out malfoy pieces out fang is gone and harry runs into a centaur fearns the fucking centaur saying they, they look i could not great the yeah. cga was not up to, right. to snuff in sorcerer's stone that whole scene was weird and the hooded figure does approach harry 
and mm-hmm. but it's almost like he does like a dance first <laughs> like it's like the Phoebe seducing Chandler yes. dance where she's I like I just watched that episode yesterday <laughs> yes it very like, it's like that that's funny it's like a dance-off situation like that's one another of one of our TikToks is <laughs> the dance off between Harry <laughs> and Senator Palpatine in the Forbidden Oh Forest. my God, that's really funny. <laughs> so I said, okay, this is what I wrote. How does a regular old centaur scare him off? I get, I get the why he would be scary. And I said, he tell, I, I feel like the centaur tells Harry more information than anybody in this Thank whole you. movie. Yes. And I'm like, I don't, I, I, that, that was my issue with the centaur. The centaur itself is a great centaur. I I enjoy them very much. It's just like the fact that they're like, oh, by the way, here's all this exposition. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, nobody told you, bro. Like I know. And like, how does the centaur know so much? It knows everything. It knows more than it's supposed to. So many creatures in the magical world and they they know everything. It's affecting them. I would look at the centaurs almost like the natives of magical creatures, right? Like I, if I, in my mind, how the evolution of the magical world happened, it started with maybe like the centaurs and then all these other magical creatures and evolution happened. And then humans started to get shit and they fuck shit over. And then they had to make a treaty and say, don't come into our goddamn forest because y'all have taken up everything. And they would never bring Harry into this forest considering the circumstances. It's so ridiculous. I mean, I guess Dumbledore knows everything and that makes it everything purposeful. (sighs) People might think you're up to something (laughs) that's the next scene i think yeah so friends the centaur explains that if you he's the one that explains the unicorn blood correct yes i forget what exactly he he explains if you drink unicorn blood you can live for a long time but the act of it the moment the blood touches your mouth you it's so such a sacred animal you have Mm -hmm. ruined yourself like it's not good it's not looking good for you you're you live a half-life or a cursed life because they're so pure and now we're all just in the Gryffindor common room talking about it loudly for everyone to hear. Yeah. Get it together, children. I just feel like at this point, like, at, okay, never mind. I, I have to wait till later to say this part, <laughs> but go ahead. Um, so now and, that- and, and someone, I can't remember who says, as long as Dumbledore oh. is around, you can't be touched. Who says that? I, I didn't know. make it up. I don't know. The centaur probably did. He said so. Oh, yes. Okay. That, like oh. also the sorcerer's stone. Like he said so many things. Yes. He's like, um, you know what's at that school right now? Like gossip column. Yeah. And then Harry's scar is burning probably oh, because yeah. uh, as we learn in subsequent movies, when Voldemort is, is around or gaining power, which he would have gained power because he just drank unicorn blood. Harry can has that connection and so his scar starts to hurt that and then Snape is questioning because they're fucking sneaking around again they just served detention for it (laughs) that line is so over way more dramatic than it ever needed to be and and it's it's perfect I think he progressively gets even more dramatic as the movie's 
as he should it's, per- it's like the Continue. best yeah. I don't know how he gets more and more Alan Rickman as the like it's- they bled the lines blur more yeah more. yeah as he's like settled into this character over <laughs> Does anyone get tripped the fuck out watching Love Actually after seeing all these Harry yes. Potter movies? Yes. And it just, I, I can't. <laughs> so they make a plan. We're going to explore the trap door tonight. Snape is up to no good. And they now know that Fluffy just needs a little music. <laughs> make him comfy. So they go out, they sneak out, they get to the trap door. Fluffy's already asleep. A harp is playing. A harp playing. So they're like, oh shit, like we have to get to Snape. So they go into the next room and there's Devil Snare. Devil Snare. <laughs> so many, the, the very convenient challenges ahead. Yes. Right. Like each one of them has a skill that could help them get through like, this process. How did Squirrel get through this by himself? Right. Because <laughs> I mean, if he's got Voldemort in his brain, Voldemort is extremely. Smart. How did they do the chess? I'm he, sure there was a way. Extremely smart. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> no either. clue. Anyway, devil snare. Devil snare. Just relax. <laughs> devil snare. And she's trying to remember what she read about. And she's finally like, snare, it shrinks snare. in the sun. It Something. hates sunlight. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> because it, like she relaxes. And I guess the, she the falls devil snare. Yeah, but the devil snare is like hovering. It's at the top of a room. It's the floor and the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) And so she relaxes and she falls through to the actual floor of the room. And then Harry, like it takes him a couple of seconds, but he gets it too. But then Ron is panicking. And so Hermione has to cast like a sun spell and make the devil snare shrink so that Ron doesn't get suffocated. So but like really who one. were these traps for? Right? Like that's what I'm saying. Like if it Hermione was, wasn't is it set up for the different professor strengths. Yes. That, am I making that yes. up? So like Professor Sprout did the devil snare. And then Madam. No, Professor McGonagall did the keys. Yeah, huh? Because she's the seeker. (laughs) And then then Tress um, was somebody else, right? Yeah, it's like a team effort. And Hagrid was a dog. Yes. And then there was a scene, like in the books, there's a potions riddle that has to be solved. So that's Snape's room. Snape's room. So So they all set it up together. Yeah. So like they could help each other. I'm assuming like when they were setting it up, get through the different rooms, but it have to go would... together and not right. one of them by themselves. Yeah. yeah. It was like a fail safe that fucking mm-hmm. failed. Yeah, um, like miserably was way too easy. For yeah, me. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I don't like. did you think you were stopping? Especially if Dumbledore had the smallest inkling as to mm-hmm. who he thought it might be. Yeah. Like, you know how smart this man is. Yeah. What are we I doing don't, here? I don't remember if they ever explained that in the books. They must have explained it in the books how I, Quirrell, I think they did. got through. They had to have. I'm now I need to Google know. It. We'll yeah. It so, well, uh, chess. Yeah. Uh, well, so oh. it's keys, and keys. they notice there's all different flying keys, and the door in, to get through the room is locked. But then they notice a key has a bent wing. But as soon as they go to grab it, they all start like fucking zipping everywhere. And so Harry has to ride a broom and catch the key. And then all of the keys like impale the door. 
I'm like, were the keys going to kill them if they didn't get through the door fast enough? I think so. Well, I guess the devil's snare was going to kill them too. So that's fair. And now we're in the wizard's chest, but it's like actual, like you are the fucking chess pieces, but Ron is really fucking good at chess. So don't you fret. Don't you worry. If it was the three of us, I, I'm like, I know checkers, y'all. Also, yeah. did he have to climb on the night? Like, why yeah. did he have to climb on the night? Because Harry and Hermione okay. just stood there. But they're, I mean, I, the night is a horse, so I, I get it. But I don't know why he needed to be a part of the piece. Instead like, why of just couldn't he just jump spin? off right before it got, like, smooth? Well, I, I think. Maybe it was a cheat. You had yeah. to get on the board. I, I think it was just an excuse so he wouldn't physically get hit. Like once you saw the, t- whatever that thing was slicing through things, I'm like, he ain't gonna make it, y'all. Harry even says, no, Ron, no. <laughs> this the only way. You're the only one. And here we go. <laughs> You're the only one, Harry, you could get us out of here. Not me. Not, Not Hermione. Hermione. Yo. Yo. End of movie. The movie ends. <laughs> that is the last line. I turned it off after that. That's all I needed to hear. And Ron sacrifices himself. And so uh, Harry could take the queen. <laughs> oh, wow. To tell Hermione to stay her ass there because she wants to already. She's ready to Ron to make sure he's okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, Harry's like, I have to checkmate first before you can fucking move. And then he tells Hermione, you need to stay with Ron, get him to the infirmary. I have to go on. And you need to get some help because I might not make it. And Rupert Grint did get hurt shooting the scene when he fell, like some of the prop rocks, like one hit him in the face. Oh no. On the way down. These stunts are dangerous. (laughs) These children doing their own stunts, really stunts out lot. in these streets. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. Child abuse. So he, he goes into the dungeon mm-hmm. and Coral's standing in front of the mirror of Erised and he unveils his master plan because yeah, that's what we villains love villains do. giving up the joke so quickly. <laughs> and He's so, like, yeah, let me tell you exactly everything that has happened. I was cursing you and Snape was counter cursing, but you thought that it was Snape. Ha ha ha, silly boy. Yeah, oh, like, by the way, I'm going to need that fucking stone. And Harry's like, I don't even have the stone. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And Voldemort's just like from behind, like, look in that mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Whisper man. <laughs> I'm ch- was Harry not like where the fuck is this voice coming from <laughs> the iterations of Voldemort in all the different movies are just so fucking hilarious yes I are. mean you know we talk about Snape overacting but when we get to Ralph Fiennes becoming Voldemort it's just Oh, it's so over the top. It's oh, it is dramatic. We wait for for like five minutes while he unwraps his head. (laughs) Yeah, it's literally like like, he's like, hold on, okay. He's like waiting. (laughs) When he said, "Hold on," all I could think about was, "Holy Spirit, activate! Activate. Holy (laughs) Spirit, activate! Activate!" That's exactly it. Quirrell, you find out he's just 
he's just a vessel essentially he doesn't know how to do anything Voldemort's leading the charge and so Coral's like how do I make him get the stone and that's when Voldemort's like make him look in the mirror (laughs) oh he goes use the boy (laughs) (laughs) they make him look in the mirror and, and Coral's like what do you see and Harry sees himself like winging a nod and puts the, <laughs> his, in my the stone in his pocket, but like it actually goes in his pocket. And he's like, well, that's fucking weird. And so he, he like makes his pocket and he's up. like, yeah, he's like, oh God. <laughs> something there. <laughs> oh God. And so they're like what do you see and he's like i'm shaking hands with dumbledore i've won the quidditch cup and they're like fuck you you why does he lie why doesn't he just say what he saw before which was his fucking parents yeah or say i see myself because that's not a lie (laughs) yeah i don't understand it and then then voldemort's like show him release me or whatever (laughs) and then we unwrap his head for five minutes and then and then it's like i am here give me the sorcerer (laughs) we could be so powerful together he's on a new york accent (laughs) we could be so powerful Like I give me the stone. I never want to take advice from a whispery partial man. No. And so he kind of he's like, come uh, on. And Harry's like, no, what? You have a a face on the back of your head. I'm not terrifying. (laughs) I'm eleven. Hello. (laughs) Hello. And so Quirrell goes to attack Harry. Harry defends, or well, Quirrell's like choking him out. Yeah. And Harry like grabs his hands and his hands disintegrate. And Harry's like, I have magic hands. <laughs> Harry's very confused. I didn't wash my hands. <laughs> it's COVID time. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, he touches Quirrell's face <laughs> and Quirrell literally disintegrates to dust. Ashes to ashes, motherfucker. Oh my god. Meanwhile, now Voldemort is just a tiny wisp Mm -hmm. of smokiness and he like flies through Harry. Gross. Odd flex. And is like pretty much like, I'll be back. And then like disappears out the dungeon. I just get confused that this, how this kid does not have like the most like trauma. Right. Yeah. You killed, you murdered a a person essentially. Like you watch them die and disintegrate. So he needs 24 hour security team. Like what the hell? Right. When it, uh, it's like the snap in, in Marvel. Like, yeah. (laughs) i'm just watching people be dusted yeah no thank you i mean i i know i've called people dusty motherfucker before but not (laughs) taking it so literally (laughs) and now harry's like now passing out but he still has the stone in his hand okay and he wakes up in the infirmary oh this is when dumbledore is so annoying (laughs) and he's like harry the He's stone like, has been destroyed. 
And he's like, wait, what about anyone? He's like, calm down, calm down. Chill out. He literally is so annoyed by him asking questions. Yeah, Yeah. we're in a peaceful zen place. Shut the fuck up, Harry. (laughs) No, Dumbledore, what the, what happened? I'm freaked out, man. And he's like, shut up. No worries. And then he's like, what about Nicholas Flamel? And... Dumbledore is like, oh yeah, that bitch is on his way out. Like I talked to him and he's cool with it. Everything's fine. It's fine. And Dumbledore is like, well, that was my plan. Was I put the stone? We got plans. We got plans. You didn't tell me shit. I would have been so. I would have gone. That would have been so nice. Like I put the stone in the mirror because the only person that would be able to get the stone was someone who needed the stone but didn't want to use the stone so Dumbledore (laughs) who did you you think was going to get the stone (laughs) all right you've been setting a bitch up since jump (laughs) okay year one okay okay (laughs) and then Harry's like is the ghost coming back? Like, should I be worried? And Dumbledore's like, no, son, he's fine. It's, it's all good. He's gone. N- next se- next fine. year, there may, may be some other things, but I got plans. I won't <laughs> tell you shit about those plans either. Dumbledore smokes the most weed. <laughs> he does. And he's always eating fucking candy. Uh, he's got yes. plans. Yeah. He's those got a teeth, sweet tooth. Those teeth yeah. are rotten. I know it. <laughs> He's got grills in the motherfuckers. And then Harry's like, but how did the, how did he catch these hands and he disappeared? And Dumbledore's like, oh, your mother's love did that. That's when these hands, if if you just show Harry, like the scene disintegrating, what I mean, when I say catch these hands, you can catch these hands. (gasps) Yeah, come up with so many great things. <laughs> our, our social for next week is like it's set. It's Happy. set. You don't There's have to no come question. up with anything. You just yeah, have to- I just have to film all this shit. <laughs> Some of them are duets and stuff. It's fine. I recorded my fucking collection for you. I'm, I'm I'm here for it. And then everyone's fine. And then- everyone's fine. We have some birdie bots. Every flavor beans to oh, celebrate. Yeah. Last earwax. Ew. And and he sees cute. Ron and Hermione after he's done. He's heading to the Great Hall, mm-hmm. and he just sees them on the balcony. And it's just like the scene is more like, "You good? <laughs> yeah, you good? Never better. Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and let's do it again next year. Yeah, and then they go into the Great Hall. You see the Slytherin um, banner banners flying. <laughs> So I was like, oh, so we already know who's in the lead and who's winning. And here we go. This is the then, first of many years of the, the, the teachers of this fucking school favoring. setting the rest of the houses up for okie dokes. So I know the points look like Slytherin's winning by a huge margin and Gryffindor is number four. But we are about to shell out some last minute. Uh, yeah, everyone's. I said, everyone... way, to, way to add to Draco's fire. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like this That's dude already what you want to do. No. no. Just no. give him the house cup. Like what, what does that get me in the long run? What Nothing. I, I said I, special treatment. Also, so not fair. You could have, I don't know. And then I trailed off and then I just wrote <laughs> Neville. <laughs> because Neville is the one. I was like, I, was like, I don't understand this. <laughs> <Neville>. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, 
Ron, Hermione, and Harry all get 50 points each, which ties them with Slytherin. And then she's like, and it's a brave thing to stand up to an your enemies, but an even braver thing to stand up to your friends. So Neville gets 50 points too, which pushes them over the edge and all the banners change and it's fucking Gryffindor. When do Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff get some love? This is what I was saying. Nobody cares about Ravenclaw is the last thing I wrote. Yeah. We have great um, snacks at Hufflepuff. But also, we're, I, we're eating our feelings I will right say now. Neville's reaction to that moment where he got the points was really sweet. I cried. I'm not going to lie. So cute. He's just like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to I him. did a good thing. And yeah. how come no one ever tell no one tells Neville, and maybe he finds out much later on, that he could have been Harry. Yeah. Like, and how did they end up in the same house? Also, last another question. When we're getting sorted into the houses, what if one house gets more people than others? Oh yeah, how is it so even? Yeah. Because if you look at the Great Hall set up when the first years are coming in, table has like a certain amount of seats empty yeah. ready for the first years. And it's about even. So ha- ha- how do you do that? <laughs> That's a really good point. Maybe the sorting hat is just like a performance Maybe it's lying. piece. But it, like, <laughs> it's like they already have the roster. Yeah. I just want to know, you know. These okay. are fair questions. All right, uh, Well, and the the last scene is the train station. They're leaving yeah. to go home for summer. Hagrid gives Harry a photo album with yeah, uh, really enchanted cute. pictures of his. I didn't family. remember that photo album. I didn't either. But I was like, oh, um, so now you're then, trying to tell me some shit. Now yeah. you're giving me information after the whole year is I over. Know. <laughs> and let me tell you, the hell. A bitch would have rose or about I, I'd have been like, you are not sending me back to these abusers. No. And not I think, after well, I know this eventually real life. Go back, but yeah. yeah, that's what are they trying to do to him? Well, they're yeah. like, you're do they safer want him there. to be the next Voldemort or nah? <laughs> nah. <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> and maybe that is harry potter and the stone. we did it <laughs> we did it i thought there's so much there's so much going on yes <laughs> so much all right ladies gwen i'll start with you what's your current rating i was you know i'm just gonna downgrade it one notch to uh whatever is below the top <laughs> two-day rental it's the is it three-day rental? Five, same five day. five same. five five day you five above day. a two-day you said yeah Okay, five-day rental. Yeah. I downgraded it only once because I know too much now <laughs> and I'm an adult and there are better movies than this one in the Harry Potter <laughs> franchise, but I still like it. Yeah. I still enjoy watching it. I just don't want to watch it all the time. <laughs> Jackie? I mean, obviously I I have to say own it because I do own it and yeah. I do watch it quite a bit because I I. Aside from Half-Blood Prince, I don't pick and choose Harry Potter movies. It's I put on the first one and over the course of a week, I watch all of them. Half-Blood Prince is the only one I will watch like randomly. So it'll be would buy, would buy it again. So I've learned from my Y2K ways. So (laughs) please don't come at me. I am a would buy it, would buy it again because I own it multiple on DVD and my mom, for Christmas a few years back, bought it. Finally, I got the complete set. I'm sure I'll buy it again. 
<laughs> at some point. And obviously I have it on HBO. So that's very good. And I pay for that shit too. Um, <laughs> Serena and I, my sister who doesn't listen to the show most of the time, we have a tradition as a family. We watch it every Christmas like at some point during the year, we have a marathon. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's Halloween, sometimes it's Christmas. And then we probably do it again at somebody's birthday. It just depends, but we watch it a lot and we don't get sick of it. So I always watch it after Thanksgiving, like yeah. we start one and then we, over the course of the next week or two, we watch all of them. And some days we just decide to watch one random, like my sister got us butterbeer and from the store and we watched the third one. So it just bees like that in this house. <laughs> Send me that butterbeer recipe. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So Gwen, thank yeah. you again. We are so yes. excited that you joined us. We know I how. I so much fun. Oh, good. Because the process is long. It's yeah, just, okay. it's but we have fun. We always laugh so hard when you're here and we just feel like you're our sister wife for sure. Yes. (gasps) I'm honored. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is my favorite podcast. Uh, I love doing it and I'm happy to be here anytime. Somebody might think you are up to something. lines are so good so why don't you tell everybody how to find you uh again on your social handles gwen carroll with an e at the end on tiktok (laughs) gwen the linstagram just type in gwen carroll on instagram you'll find it and as always you guys can find us at no more late fees on instagram facebook tiktok twitter youtube and our quick drop phone number you can give us a call 909-601-6653. 909-601-6653. That's 909-601-NMLF. Uh, please call in with your feedback, suggest future movies, what you liked and disliked, corrections, blockbuster video stories, and your favorite moments. And you can be featured on a future episode. And if you like what we're doing, feel free to hop on your Nimbus 2000 and fly on over to Apple Podcasts to Wingardium Leviosa (laughs) as a five-star review. It really, really, really helps us. We are pushing along. We are the little engine that could trying to grow this podcast. And if you know a friend that you think might like it, share it, please. Or, you know, again, write a review. We got a new review and I'm, it made me nervous for a second because it started <laughs> talking about cursing. I'm like, oh, they're like going to complain that we curse so much. And then it literally said, there's not enough cursing in it for me. Oh, and like, oh well, I can up my game. I can <laughs> fucking fix that shit. <laughs> so this is for you. Let me see if I can find real quick the person who left that. That's uh, uh, so whoever you are, thank you. <laughs> fucking love you. And we will try to add more fucks and shits <laughs> for episodes on your behalf. We could just call you and, and curse in your ear if that yeah. makes it feel better. We could do some ASMR. The title of the review actually says Golden Age of Cinema. So we take a trip back to the Golden Age of Cinema where we're not sure if movies were actually great or we're just stupid kids when we watched them originally. Jackie and Danielle take us on a trip down memory lane as we remember some of the hits, some of the misses, and a few of the. 
I don't know what happened here, but there's like numbers and stuff. So I, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's probably like a apostrophe. Okay. I forgot that existed. Clean audio and great chemistry. They have a brilliant formula and run with it. Just needs a little more swearing to be perfect. But that could simply be personal preference. Definitely worth your time. Fuck yeah. Thank you. <laughs> What, what was the username deadbeat punk <laughs> thank perfect. you deadbeat punk was it and, you one and it's from great britain so it's perfect <gasps> for our harry potter yes. episode well bloody brilliant deadbeat punk we appreciate <laughs> you and your review of us that makes me extra glad that i said cunt in this episode yes <laughs> how else can people uh support the podcast jack you can hop on over to patreon.com slash no more late fees and become one of our Patreon besties. You can get exclusive content, stickers, ask me anything, polls, bonus videos, lives, Spotify playlists, and more. So hop on over right now. We've put out some questions pertaining to the holiday season and we'd love to hear from you. Are you peeing? <laughs> okay, well, again, Gwen, you just, uh, we love you so much. We, we really you appreciate back. you coming on. <laughs> had so much fun. And until next time, be kind and rewind. <laughs>